Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. Let's talk about your authority today in human design. Now, your authority is your intuition. It's the way that you become the authority of your own life by listening to your inbuilt system in your body that the universe designed specifically for you to always know what the right decision to make is in life. That way, and the reason it's called your authority is because when you become your own authority, you never have to outsource your decision-making, your authority to an outside authority that would then have control and power over your life when it doesn't it doesn't even have a qualification to know how you function because we all function so differently. So I think it's one of the most important things to master in your life because if you know how to rightly make decisions that are correct for you by being able to trust that your body is always going to show you in its own specific way, then think about how much time you save being confused, not knowing what to do next, torturing yourself over the fact that sometimes you want to do something that other people are saying is the wrong way to do it. Like, let's just get rid of all that mental chatter, right? And just move with our natural inclinations. Think how much energy we can save up and think what we could do with that energy. Like imagine having free time in your brain and how much of your genius could just naturally occur to you because you're just at peace and you're not confused and you're not making someone else outside of you or making an outside system dictate your life for you when not no through no fault of their own, they're simply not qualified to do that because they're only seeing life through their own experience. And what we want to help you do is see your life through your own lens of your own essence, because that is the ultimate way that you're going to be able to be in your power. So authority is a really key piece piece here. And so what we want to do with this episode, and I'm here with Taylor, who many of you already know, and she manages all the content here at My Human Design. I'm here with Taylor because she is the person who sees all your Instagram questions and is very <laughs> in touch with what people want to know. And so I really want to help you know, let's not gloss over your authority. It's such an important piece. And if you just listen to your authority, your life, if you do nothing else, your life will just become so much more peaceful and easeful. So what do people want to know? Well, I think a lot of times we hear people tell us to trust ourselves. And I feel like the authority is actually a practical way to learn how to trust yourself. Wow, that's so true. But the thing that when you have to be trusting yourself to make your own life decisions suddenly you're not relying on all these outside people mm. it can get really difficult to distinguish between the voice of your intuition and the voice of your fears we get that mm. question so much how do i know that this is the voice of my intuition i even myself struggle mm. with this so can you and you have such a great way to help us distinguish that so can mm. you share with us how do we know the difference between the voice of the intuition and the voice of fear yeah so the first thing i i think on the fear piece is that fear isn't always bad 
There is a part of fear that if used correctly, it can try to guide you in different ways. So let's say, for example, um, you know, aside from the obvious fears, like, okay, falling off a building or whatever, sometimes fear is your body saying, I'm not ready for this because it feels so out of my current comfort zone. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean it's not right, but it also means that, um, you know, fear is always trying to protect you from something. So we don't want to shame ourselves firstly for feeling fear. We don't want to think that we're doing it wrong if fears come up. But what we do want to do is identify which voice is the voice of fear so we can address fear properly and sit with her and talk to her the way she needs to be talked to versus sit with intuition properly and listen to the way he wants to. I don't know why I made them him and her, but (laughs) the way that intuition wants to be spoken to and addressed. It's like, if you had to learn to speak to a child and listen to a child the same way as you would have to the school principal, you would be, neither would be helping and neither would be getting anything from you, right? So it's the same distinction. Yes. So basically with fear, there's two things that help you can really see that it's the voice of fear. The first one is that you can literally feel a contraction in your energy. Everybody, I believe this so strongly, everybody is an energy reader and one of the best things you can do with your life is learn when you contract, i.e. when your general vibe dips and what made it dip versus what made you kind of perk up and what made your um, vibe go up. So the voice of fear is always going to feel like it just makes you feel smaller. It makes you feel afraid. You feel a tightness in your chest. You don't feel that kind of like big, expansive, liberating, like, that's the right decision. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Or, oh my gosh, yes. You know, when you get that aha and it just liberates you and it frees you because that's an inner voice that you listen to. Fear is is the opposite of that. And sometimes it's not always so detectable. Like it doesn't pull you down immensely, but you just don't feel the little the little perk from it or the little even just the curiosity of what it might bring. It wants it wants you to not be curious, right? Fear doesn't want you to be curious. So that's a more subtle way of describing it. The other thing about fear is that when you can actually try to say what your fear is saying to you, if you can try and say what, if you're not sure if it's your intuition or fear, try saying out loud and saying what it's, identify what it's trying to say to you. And the question you can ask yourself is, have I heard this said to me before? Have I picked this narrative or this line up from somewhere? So for example, um, if you heard, if the fear or the intuition says, oh, you couldn't possibly um, follow your gardening passion because no one's going to make a good living that way or you couldn't possibly be an artist because artists are struggling artists. Those are the things that the fear is telling you, but that's the conditioned fear. Those are things that you've picked up from somewhere else. So you always want to ask yourself if you can say, what is my inner voice saying to me? What's my strongest inner voice saying to me? If you can identify that you heard it from someone or somewhere else before, it is 99% the voice of fear. And do you think that if, so let's say someone can identify that, okay, this is definitely coming from someone else. Do you think that can block you from actually hearing the voice of the intuition? If that fear voice is coming up, you might not be hearing your intuition, correct? Yeah. So then what? Is, how do we kind of quiet that fear voice so that mm-hmm. we can hear our intuition better? So this is where I think having a, a system like human design to actually paint to you how to connect to your actual intuition, how your intuition works, right? Because some people, it is listen to their gut. Some people, it's their, in- it's their instinct. Some people, it's their emotion. So I'll give you an example. Me being emotional 
and hearing for years and years in the spiritual in the spiritual circles, listen to your gut, listen to your gut. I had no idea what that meant because I don't have a gut. If someone had said to me, your intuition is emotional and therefore you have to wait until you make decisions. You're never going to know in the moment. You have to wait it out move through a cycle of being up, of being down, you usually give it 24 hours, wait till you've settled and you're not re non-reactive and then revisit the situation, see how that situation makes you feel, whether it's happy or sad, and that is the go-to for you. It's literally someone scripting it for you. So then it becomes easier for you to put it into place because it's giving you the micro steps of here's how to connect to your intuition. So if someone had said to me, just try and waiting sometimes in the beginning, was a huge change instead of pressuring myself to know straight away. So that's that's kind of how we start to connect to it is we want to notice the voice of fear when it comes up and kind of silence it or quiet it down. Even if it's just a margin more than it was, you know, um, yesterday, that's still going in the right direction. We're not supposed to be fearless tomorrow. That's mm -hmm. obviously not the goal. But also we want to start flexing intuition muscle because we haven't been told how to flex it so a lot of people and I certainly didn't know how to use our intuition because no one's ever said to you by the way this is I'm going to help you make decisions and this is how you make them so imagine you can go for years and years or decades of your life without ever knowing how to do it it's like it's an atrophied muscle you have to literally just practice it practice it and of course it's going to feel weird and unnatural when you first start just like any other when you do a physical workout for the first time you're going to feel awkward and you'll feel like you're not good at it or that it's not working but it's the daily devotion to practicing it day after day after day that that's when it really starts to pay off and what happens is I actually find it to be it's not incremental it becomes like this like upward curve that just like increases really fast because you build up the momentum and so the more faith that you have that it works the more you're going to do it and then the more you do it the more that you get the results in your life and so you just the hardest step is really not it's not about going from zero to 100. The, the hardest step in going from zero to 100 is going from zero to 0.1 because that is the place where you take a direction shift. That is the place that requires the most amount of energy. It's like, you know, when they say like the flower comes through, it's like the most <laughs> energy is when it comes, pierces through the soil. It's the same thing. So if you're making that first step, even though you're going to feel like it's the least successful step, like it's the least rewarding step, it's also the most important one. It is. And to give people just practical advice for your intuition, how to strengthen that muscle, mm. there's no way we can cover every single one in here. But in the app, there's actually practical ways for you to strengthen that muscle. So when you look up your chart in the app and you look at your authority, go through that if there you want to learn more about yours specifically. Mm. The other thing I want you to share with everybody is because sometimes it's not just fear that's in the way of you hearing your intuition. It actually can be your mind, which is mm. different. So can you talk about the difference between making decisions with your mind and making decisions with your intuition? Yes, that's so brilliant. So when we say mind in this context, let's talk about what we mean is your sort of conditioned mind, your logical mind but not a logic you might see in your chart, for example, that you're built to be logical. But you're not supposed to be applying your mind to, no matter who you are, no matter what your design is, your, your mind is not supposed to be focusing on you. Your mind is here to develop genius. Your mind is here to observe the world. The mind is here to become smart about the world around us, to develop theories and sciences and concepts and ideas and visualizations. And we're all wasting its battery trying to make the major decisions of our life. And the reason why is because, okay, shall I go a little deeper? Yes, okay. please. <laughs> so 
if you think about historically, we have all come from, you know, we've had generations and generations and eons and eons of having a model where there was one person at the top kind of suppressing everybody underneath to work towards the person at the top's goal or agenda, rightly or wrongly. Sometimes people with good intentions, sometimes people with wrong intentions to a lesser or greater degree. But either way, that was how things have functioned is like top-down rulership. Now we're really moving into a a place where it's becoming less about institutions and less about groups and governments and more about the emphasis being on the individual. So we're really at a time where we have to not do that old mind way. But what happened was, imagine if you are at the top trying to control everybody underneath you to move in the same direction. You are not going to say to them, be free, listen to your inner self, be sovereign, like, you know, do whatever it is you're naturally called to do. You're going to say, that you build bricks and everybody builds bricks and building bricks is the best thing you can do on the planet and this is the best way to build bricks and here's why it makes sense and the the logic and justification that I'm going to give you that I'm going to paint to you that I'm going to propaganda you with <laughs> you know whether overtly or covertly is going to be the thing that you should value to show you that this is a good decision so it's literally in our bones it's like decades and centuries old and millennia old conditioning that the best way for you to make a decision and the best kind of decision to make is one that makes logical sense and one that is predictable because that's how you can use human beings to like mass make things or mass do things is like predictable outcomes or make sense for a large amount of people yeah you know if it's it's we you're saying we haven't necessarily been conditioned or we've been conditioned to be thinking about what's correct for a large amount of people rather than really what's correct for me. And the ruse is that when you do what's correct for you, it actually ends up benefiting the whole world in ways that you can't see how yet because an aligned person is going to raise the standard of how we operate in this world. And what that does is that there's that concept of entrainment where when you are living the way you're supposed to be living, it's not necessarily now inspiring people to live the exact same way that you are. It's saying this is the energy of a person who's super aligned. Like we were talking about this earlier, you and me, Taylor. Like it's so inspiring when you see other people do what they're so good at without necessarily thinking you have to do what they're doing or necessarily thinking you have to do the same job or do it the same way or anything. But you can just look at them and say, that's a person that's in their lane and how freaking cool is that? And how can I apply that energy to my own passion? So the more people, you know, that really is how we benefit the most amount of people. But we were, we were brainwashed, I hesitate to say that word, but, you know, to say that you have to sacrifice yourself and your own natural inclinations and your own sovereignty and your own creativity that could lead you in many unpredictable directions that no, you know, no one on top of you that would be needing you to do a certain thing would want you to do, you know, they want to stamp that out of you. So, but I know that too, having had, having had many conversations with you, that time period served as purpose. You know, we had to establish uh, structures. We had to establish these things. So it served a purpose, but what you're saying is that we're just coming into a time where it's going to be more beneficial for the whole to understand what is your, what your soul wants to do, what's going to benefit you individually, because that is actually what will benefit the whole. Yeah. And it's actually like a measurable thing. Um, 
in human design, we have different um, eras that humanity moves through. The one we're in now began in 1781 and is actually finishing in 2027. And that is the era of where there was constitution and structures and governments. And like you said, it all served its purpose, its perfect purpose. They had to go through all that stuff. They made a lot of good changes for, yeah. the, for the better. Now our next role is to hand over into the sovereignty and the individuality. And we actually have, this is one of my favorite aspects of human design. And we have a whole course on this on our website if you're really interested in sort of what the new era is bringing and it's called New Paradigm. Oh, one of my favorites. Me too. And I filmed it in 2018 and it was all about, um, I mean, basically everything literally is predicted has come true um, <laughs> long before 2020. So that's a really, that's a really fun one to check out. So it's this whole understanding how your intuition works and being able to really develop that muscle is so important for not just, you know, being able to trust yourself, but mm. for how we move the world forward. Yes. Oh my gosh. That gives me chills. It is though. <laughs>